Hello, and welcome to another issue of Texas Fly Podcast. We have a lot of water to cover. This episode has been on the board for a few weeks, a few busy weeks, and there are more fly casts to come in rapid double-haul succession. Today's casting is from my old fishing grounds, the water I grew up on on South Padre Island on the southern tip of Texas. These fishing grounds are some of the most fertile along the U.S. Gulf Coast. One thing you can count on when traveling from one end of Texas to the other is the fact that weather will likely change along the way. That simple rule applies, especially during the strange and unpredictable fall and spring months in Texas. Early expectations for an entire day on the water beginning on the jetties and ending fishing the flats of Laguna Madre were quickly scaled back as the weather reports began to come in on the radio. Growing up in southernmost Texas, I was used to my mom always saying, We always get a cold front before your birthday. Well, this was a scant three days before that day and 40 mile an hour winds and 30 degree temperature drop was on the way. If you think the recording quality is bad, listen again. The sound of the water in this episode is replaced by a fierce wind. Well, the weatherman's predicting uh, 45 mile an hour winds this morning, starting this morning as we got a cool front coming in. And uh, I'm approaching the jetties right now um, with about a five mile an hour wind out of the south. So weather is already a factor. And for this time of the year, no big surprise. We're going to head on to the jetties and try to fish in both directions towards the channel and then back into the surf as well. The terrain has changed here drastically since the last time I was here because of uh, tropical storms and hurricanes that have come across. We've got a lot more sand dunes but uh, the jetties are still recognizable and intact. Still uh, a little bit before daylight out here, and um, I can see some uh, tankers offshore and some rolling waves starting to come in. But uh, once we get down the jetties, it should be pretty, uh, pretty acceptable weather conditions so far. I'm assuming that we're only going to get about an hour to two hours worth of fishing in, judging by the cloud cover and and the wind speed before things close out with a 45 mile an hour wind, constant. So we're about 100 yards out on the jetties now and, and you can hear the waves both sides. It's a little rougher than I would have assumed considering the lack of, of real wind or real weather, but uh, we're going to go on past the breakers and check it out a little further out, about another 100 yards. Well, by finally moving up uh, to the west of the jetties, about three quarters of a mile, towards a, an area that I saw had a bunch of birds flying around, we were able to get into some uh, pompano right around the rocks here of the jetties and uh, spent about an hour or two and had some other larger fish chasing and they would just simply take my fly and be gone. Just a quick snip and nothing left. So obviously in way over my head, I think I'm gonna make my way over to the bay and see what's, uh, what's cooking over there. We got dark, dark clouds moving in from all directions, very tall tops. And this is gonna close out probably in the next three or four hours. Well, it turns out based on a, a t-shirt I saw at Jim's Pier, the uh, fish I call Pompano are actually Jack Kerbal and um, 
looks like the fish that got away were ladyfish, and they are monstrous fighters. But uh, it's starting to rain now, and uh, we're going to shut her down and head to Bayside, see if there's any shelter area over there. It's kicking in about 25 to 30, and a constant chop. Side trip was coming across a store I wish were in existence when I was a kid fishing in Arroyo, Colorado, Three Islands, and South Padre Island. The store, hook, line, and sinker, was closing down, and the owner retiring to do what? More fishing, of course. There were some great deals to be had and nuggets of information gathered about mangroves in the Boca Chica area, specifically Brazos Santiago Pass and Copernic Shores. Also, some mysterious 30-inch trout and elusive snook, all there for the catching from kayaks. The water's not too deep in these areas, but it's deep enough to be impossible to wade. As always, going to salt water requires a bit more science than a trip to your local pond or lake, as the tides and moon will always be a factor. Generally, if you're headed South Padre and Laguna Madre, you will want to pack an 8-weight rod to cut through the wind, probably loaded up with an intermediate sinking line. Plowsers for any surf or jetties action, strong abrasion resistant leaders, and I picked up some shrimp flies in a wide variety of colors at the hook, line, and sinker closeout. There's a fly shop on the south side of the road just before the causeway in Port Isabel, but it's closed on Mondays. And so I missed out on that one. When I stopped in at the Timeless Jim's Pier on the bay side of uh, South Padre Island, the guys were saying the quote fly guys guides were right next door to them on the north. So if you're looking for information or a last-minute guide on, on site, go to Jim's Pier on the bay side of South Padre Island. There may be a better place to look, but in this case, I just went to the place I knew from 30 years ago. I think looking back on this issue, we're going to have to call it a first installment, with many more to come from the fertile fishing grounds of South Texas. Tune in to our next cast from Zone 3 in Beaver's Bend, Oklahoma. Also upcoming are great casts from the Blue River in Oklahoma, and right now, actually, actually, it looks like the blue cast will come before the Fish Starve Zone 3 Beaver's Bend cast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to comment on the message boards. Remember, if there's a topic, business, technology, or anything else you'd like to hear about, let me know, and I'll try to get it done. Adios and vaya con Dios.